ahead, Scott. Hi, I'm Scott. Uh, I'm part of the prayer team here at Branches. And we were praying for the service uh, this morning, and the verse that came to mind was from Psalm 16, that in your presence, God, there's fullness of joy, and at your right hand, there are pleasures forever. And what we felt like someone here may be struggling with an addiction, and there's been a lot of striving for a long time over this, Um, but the solution isn't to focus more on striving and more against the addiction itself, but it's to come into the presence of Jesus and receive his greater pleasures. And that greater pleasure, and he has the power to break that addiction. So if that's you, or if that resonates with you this morning, I invite you to come up at the end of the service for the prayer time, and we'd be honored to pray for you. Thanks, Scott. You know, this morning... I talked with two or three people, and um, seems like it's been a rough week for some people. Could you raise your hand if you've had kind of a rough week? Yeah. Just life is hitting us hard. I don't know what it is. Here's what I want to do. Let's pray and just ask God to be a part of that. So can I, if, if you raise your hand, if, you, if, you, if you're just been dealing with junk, would you stand up? Would you be willing to stand up? I know you're not going to be alone. There's most of us. Um, if you're facing something and you, you just know that you're, you're facing something, you go ahead and stand too. And let's, let's just pray for, for God to intervene in what's happening in our world and in our life. Because, yeah, I, I, just, I just sense that there's some heaviness to, today. So those of you that are having wonderful lives, would you kind of just turn and... Um, <laughs> Let that pour out onto the people in front of you. Put, maybe if you can, put your hand on the person next to, next to you. Or, or um, let's just stretch a hand out and just let's, let's join as, as God's family to lift up our brothers and sisters. So, Father, we, we, just, we lift up everything that we're dealing with, God. And, God, because you are in control, because we are your children and, and we are part of your kingdom, Lord, we have a covering that you give us. To, to make it through the junk that the world throws at us. You, you, because of your son and because we are your children, we have freedom from a lot of the addictions and, and freedom from the sins and the turmoil that, that we face. And we can, we can live with peace knowing that your hand is involved in our lives. And so, God, I just pray for each person here that you would comfort them. Lord, that you would give them peace in their heart through these difficult times, that you would give them grace in dealing with family members, in dealing with job situations, in dealing with turmoil that's taking place. God, would you reveal to each person where you're at in this situation? What is your heart in this situation individually for each person? And would you show them how you're working for the good of your kingdom in this situation? God, I just pray that each person here would recognize and be a beam of light reflecting you as as we deal with tough stuff. And we give you the praise and the glory in all of this. It's for you. It's for your kingdom. And and we serve and we love and we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thanks. I just felt like I felt like we needed to do that, and I think I think maybe God directed that just with the, the number of people that stood up, even with some of the struggles we've had this morning with um, just tech struggles. Dave wasn't able to just kind of highlight a couple things on the green card. So if you have your green card, first of all, this is the absolute best way um, on a printed form for you to to understand and know what's happening around branches. So each week, there's somebody at the door. Make sure you take one. Um, Facebook, Instagram, our website, we, you know, we try to provide multiple areas for you to understand what's going on. Um, just to highlight a couple, next Saturday morning, we have a men's breakfast. It's at Red Apple. Is it called Red Apple? Yeah, Red Apple House of Pancakes. It's near Walmart. Walmart, And that's just, that's just a good time for the men to get together, and we're talking about stuff that men deal with. And so it's an it's a hour-and-a-half breakfast um, led by a couple guys in the church, and it's just a good time. And it's a great way to, to get into fellowship with the men of the church. So, so to point that out, there's a couple other men's things on, on the plan. If you're new here to Branches, if, if, you've, if you've never um, participated in Tacos with Tom, two weeks from now, on, on the first Sunday of, of June, right after church, it's a lunch. It lasts about 45 minutes. It's a way for us to get to know you, for you to get to know us a little bit more deeper, understand why we're a church here in Warsaw. And so uh, you're invited. If you've never been to Tacos with Tom, you're invited, and, and it's just, it's just a, a brief time for us to, to connect. And so plan to stay after church for that um, on that Sunday. So let's just dive in this morning. I, I want to kind of remind us, because we've, we've been in this pause since Easter, actually since the beginning of April, we've kind of been in a pause just because of, of the holidays and with, with Easter and Mother's Day falling so close. We've just kind of been doing kind of these one-off little messages, and they've been good and they've been encouraging, but you know, they're just, it kind of breaks up some of the stuff that we feel like God has for the vision, and, and I call it a seasonal vision for Branches for 2019. So I just want to remind us that at the beginning of 2019, there just was this, this seasonal vision that we would be people who are making disciples in Warsaw. In Warsaw. That we would be people that are disciple-making people, people that are, are, are encouraging and inviting people into the kingdom of God. And with that, we recognize that in order to do that, we ourselves need to be disciples. And so we entered into this, this series that lasted seven or eight weeks on spiritual disciplines. And with that, we, we talked about these different disciplines, these things that we incorporate into our life as disciplines, as things that we, we train ourselves in, in order to be more like Jesus. And so we talked about solitude, spending time alone with God. We talked about confessing of sins. We talked about reading the Bible, reflecting on, uh, in prayer with the Lord. We talked about several topics. You can hear those, thing, those topics in our, um, on our website. And we did that with an effort to, to be able to press in and say, are we actually being disciples of, of Jesus ourselves? And so we did that, and um, we did that ultimately so that we would continue our growth with him and that, that we would be people that can share God's love to the world. Now, here's an assumption I want to make. I want to make this assumption that all of us want to grow in our lives. And so if, if you're saying, no, nope, that's not me. I'm happy with just where I'm at. You're probably dying because like anything that has life, if, if we're not growing, there's, it's probably pretty hard just to stay flat. Um, so this assumption is we all desire growth in our life. So we desire spiritual growth. We desire growth with, with the Lord. 
in our worship, in our, in our time with him, in our walk with him, how we carry ourselves. We, just, we desire growth in our relationships with other people. I'm sure that many of us desire growth in our jobs, that in our jobs we want to grow because that in, equals more pay, which equals more money, which equals a better life, right? So, so the theory goes. But in general, we just want to grow. But here's the thing. In our growth, there's barriers that we face. And so there's, there's things in our life that become blocks for our growing further. And so here's what we're going to do. Over the next few weeks, we're going to, we're going to talk about four different barriers that, that block our growth. And here's, what, here's how I want it to look. I want it to look like a picture of things that block our growth individually, personally. So, and, and, and we're going to be talking more on a spiritual level, but, but these things, I think, when put into practice, become part of our daily life too. But, so we're going to talk about and have us look at spiritual barriers to our growth, personal, and then barriers to growth as a church, as the body of Christ, as Branches Vineyard Church. What are some barriers that, that, that block us from growing? So this morning, we're going to talk about this purpose barrier, the vision barrier, the barrier of not knowing where we're going. And I want to illustrate it by this. When I was about 13, I played for about four years um, in our city in Southern California. We had, it was called Riverside Junior Tackle Football League. And so it was like a peewee football program that you played all the way up through eighth grade. We didn't have like organized football in our middle school. So you played it all all through eighth grade. So my eighth grade year, I played on the team. We were called the Chargers. And the very first day of practice, our coach gathered us together, and he said, Hi, I'm Coach Tim. We're going to have a great year. And let me just tell you, as a team, we are going to win our division. And so what he was doing for us is he was casting a vision for us. He was saying, we're, we are going to win our division as a team. That was the vision of the team. Then he said, now, here's what we're going to do. In everything I ask you to do, it's all for a purpose to move towards the vision of winning the division. He says, I will never ask you to do anything that doesn't point us to that place. And so he, he was giving us a reason for why to follow him as, as the coach. And he said, so if I ask you to run a lap, it's because I want to improve your endurance. I want to improve your speed. For every drill we practice during, you know, while we're here at practice, it's to, it's to hone in our skills. For every play we run, it's to know exactly what we're supposed to do when game time comes. And so what our coach did was he cast this vision for us that helped us understand this is where we're going and this is how we're going to get there. And, and it was clear. And, and what I recognize now, as a 13-year-old, I didn't recognize it. I mean, I, th- I thought at the time, he's just telling us this so that when we have to run laps, we, we think there's a reason. <laughs> but, but I recognize what he was calling is he was calling us to a personal action of, of, of going towards a vision, but also as a corporate or as a team action to gather together and do it as a team. You know, and as a team, we, we did well. I don't remember exactly how well we did. I don't know that we, we won our division. But I, I tell this story because as church, as a church, we have a purpose. We have a vision. And everything we do as a church wants to point towards that vision. I've, I've, I've thought this from, from day one. I've, 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 I've said, you know, for the church, these are, this is what Branches Vineyard Church is. Everything we do as a church should we should be able to say we're doing this because it, it meets that vision. We're having service this morning because it meets 
the purpose of the vision statement of branches. We're, we, we, we go out and pray on the streets on Tuesday nights because it meets this purpose. We, we gather together for men's breakfast because it meets this purpose, purpose. And what I also realize is whether we like it or not, individually, we have a vision statement and a purpose for our life. You, you may not know it. You may have not have stated it. But there's something every day that causes you to wake up and do what you do. There's something that you're striving for in your life. And what my hope is, is that your personal vision for your life and the, and the, the, and the church branch's vision kind of come together like this. And I think that, that if, we, if we look at some scriptures this morning, we would see that, that we're called for the same vision, both individually and as a church, kind of similar to that football team that I was a part of. So let me ask you this question. Do you know what the, the vision statement or the purpose of Branches Vineyard Church is? If I asked you right now, like, what is, it, what is it we're here for? Why do we meet in this room once a week? Could you, could you state that? My, my expectation is most people would struggle to state that. My expectation is that we would, you, you would maybe be able to sort it out, but we just kind of forget or sometimes we drift away from the vision and, and we just kind of miss the point of why we're coming. Here, here's here's the, the vision statement for Branches Vineyard Church. It says, we are a group of people that are intimately connected to the vine, with the vine, with a heart to branch out to the community of Warsaw and see lives change for God's kingdom. A lot of words, here's what they boil down to. That we love God, we love others, and we make disciples. Now, if you pay attention during any service, we say that every single Sunday morning. Minus songs this morning because of technical difficulty. But every morning after the first song, this statement, we are a group of people that love God, love others, make disciples. You can place those three statements into that wordy thing. Um, and that's, that's our, our vision statement. That's why we exist here in Warsaw, to love God, to be people, a group of people that are intimately connected with our creator. We, we exist to be people that love other people the same way we love ourselves. And then we exist to be people that invite people into God's kingdom and, and walk with them in their journey towards Jesus. Now, let me ask you this question. What is the vision or the purpose for your life? Do you have one? Do you, do you, do you get up every morning and say, today I'm going to become rich? My goal is to be rich, and so today everything I do is to, to earn money. Or today I'm going to be the best mom I can. I'm going to raise my kids exactly how I, I believe God's called me to raise them or how I decided I want to raise them, and my goal is to raise my kids to be awesome. Or today I'm going to be the greatest husband in the world. I get up every morning so my wife will say my husband's the greatest in the world. Anybody have that one? Dave. I would say that's probably true. You are the greatest husband in your house. <laughs> Let's dive into this personal. If you, if you were to follow a, a professional athlete today and you were to go back and follow their life to the point that they become a professional athlete or somebody who's, who's desiring to be a professional athlete, they wake up every morning with a goal to become a professional athlete. They wake up at a certain time because they know in order to, they have to wake up at this time in order to get in the workouts that they need to get in to train and discipline their body. They eat 
a very specific diet, and, and it's regimented, and they don't deviate from that diet. They go to bed at a very specific time because they know that everything starts with a good night's sleep. Everything about their life to, be, to achieve this goal as a professional athlete, everything they do is dictated by that goal. And, and, and my, my call this morning is that each one of us would recognize our personal vision and the vision of, of the church in order to let our lives be dictated by the goal that we believe is set before us by God. So let me encourage you to do this. I want to encourage you to evaluate your personal life's vision. And if you don't have a life's vision, that's probably your barrier right now for moving forward and growth in your life. Or maybe the vision you have set up for yourself doesn't match with what God has set up for you, and so that becomes a little bit of a deviation from what your true calling and what God has called you to be and to carry out in your life. Now, here's what I believe. I believe that when you discover God's call and vision on your life, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to throw everything about your life out the window. I just, I believe that it becomes top in your life and the stuff that's, that follows underneath your job and your family and everything actually becomes enhanced because you're actually walking out the vision that God's given you. And your participation in the body of Christ elevates because of the same reasons. Here's what happened. Jesus last, well, let me just say this. Last week, if you were here, David's message on belief. That was a great message. It was this great call to recognize that our following Jesus happens within our heart. And, to, and it was a call for us to, to really follow God with everything that we are. And he, he referenced the scripture, and I'm going to reference it here, but in a, kind of in a different light. Um, Jesus was asked by a, a, a Pharisee, a religious person, what's the greatest commandment? And I think what Jesus was doing was, was telling this person a vision for their life and giving us a vision. Here's the scripture. It says, Jesus replied, because the guy asked him, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important to love your neighbor as yourself. I believe that what Jesus is doing there is casting a vision statement for us individually. Love God first and foremost. Don't do anything else until your relationship with God, you are pressing in and you are loving God. Love other people. And I believe that that's the vision statement God has for each one of us. And I believe that's the vision statement God has for us as a church. Therefore, that's why they need to blend. And that's why it is our vision statement here at Branches. So, so the tie-in that I want to I make is, if you can land on, yes, for God, my vision statement is to love God, love others, make disciples, for myself personally. And you can understand that that's the same with the church, that it should blend together. And you should be coming to church for this reason, to group with a, this, a, a like-minded group of people to go out and live out that vision. But that's where the problem tends to land with us as a church. The barrier that lands with us as a church is we don't, we've kind of gotten away from coming to church for that vision, and we come to church or we pick a church or we choose to go to a church for many other reasons. I, I've, I don't know that I've ever talked with a person and said, why, why did you leave the church that you were at? And they say, well, because the vision just wasn't what God wanted me to have. 
Most of the time I, I hear people leave, well, man, that guy couldn't preach. And I got tired sitting and listening to him. Or I didn't like the children's ministry. Or the music was too quiet, too loud, you know, or the building was too cold. And what we've done is we've become people who have become consumers and we pick and choose whether this is right or wrong. We pick or choose our church like we pick or choose the shoes we put on our feet or the restaurants we go to. And, and we, we go into the church and we look for, does it, you know, does it fit my needs? Does it, you know, is it funny enough? Is it serious enough? Is it deep enough? Is it whatever? Every single challenge has been brought to the table. And then we, we choose whether we stay or we don't stay based on that rather than, hey, does this church move in, in a vision the way God is calling them to that aligns with my vision? And so I want to I wanna just kind of bring a, a, a crash down on that barrier. I have a video just show that kind of illustrates that thought of how we, we choose a church the way we choose a restaurant. Nick and Molly just moved to the city and can't agree on what they want. They're young and energetic and looking for a new church home. We'll take some personality tests, tour the sites, ask some questions, and based on taste, experience, and location, we'll find them the perfect congregation. I'm Corey Clark, and welcome to Church Hunters. We're so excited to find a church. We just started dating. Um, with the churches we go to now, just not, like for us, just not really doing it for us, you know? Right. I, I go to a satellite campus. I just find it hard to connect emotionally with a video screen. It's just... Okay, you cry during Cake Boss. So, like, we've been doing a lot of services online, a lot of podcasts. There are a lot of preachers we do like. Really good, but we want we want serious yet funny. Yeah, like commanding of the stage yet relatable, you mm-hmm. know? We're more looking for uh, the humor of Andy Stanley with the body of Stephen Furtick. Hey, guys. What's happening? I'm Corey. Good to see you. My name's Nick. This hey, is Molly. Hey, guys. Welcome to Church Hunters. This is your first church. This is Creekside First Baptist. So while it is traditional, it's still pretty current. Just okay. this year, the pastor started untucking his shirts. Oh, Ooh, that's wow. good. Big deal. He does dress his age, though, so don't worry. He's past the Osteen suit phase, but he hasn't gone full Giglio yet. Because oh. there's holes in the knees or no? Well, it's frayed, but no holes. Frayed, oh. no. Okay, got it. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So, hey, let me show you around. Okay, right, Come let's on. do it. I do love this lobby. It's a great lobby. You know, it's not too big, not too small. Yeah. It should be enough room to catch up, chat with your friends. But here's a great thing. There's a bunch of side exits, so if you need to leave early and catch the game, you can do that. Got it. Yes. Honestly, right up front, uh, didn't love the name. No. First Baptist? Who names a church that anymore? I just... Not these days. We're looking for like a Thrive Church, maybe Relevant Church, I don't know, Radiant Church, something. This is the soundboard they use here. Now remember, it's pretty traditional here. So, when Sunday comes around, they turn it way down <laughs> but the one knock on this church, they still use the child care numbering system on the screens. Ooh, oh. for the yeah. Or as the moms like to call it, the sanctuary walk of shame. Yeah. <laughs> the Sunday morning experience was just a little too traditional for, for us. For us. I mean, the pastor's main point, 157 characters. I can't tweet that. I really think you guys are going to love this place. I like we it. We do. We like Feels it. Great. Yeah. You know, it's diverse, but it's not like too diverse, you know? Scripture-heavy sermons? Oh, or, yeah. 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 What about, uh, is it community-oriented? Absolutely. Great. Oh, women in ministry? The parking situation, you guys got to see it. super rare nowadays. Come with me. There's like a, a maybe for when my parents come into to town yeah. for a church for Christmas, 
Easter type of church. Like a holiday Holidays. type church. One of the main reasons that I love this church for you guys is that on your personality test, Molly, you scored high in service and hospitality. Oh, babe. And there's wow. a great welcome team you could join. Perfect. Okay. And then Nick, you scored really high in need for accountability. <laughs> wow. And the men's groups here are amazing. You're just, you're just going to put that out there? Hey, just God like knows that? your heart, okay? On the next episode of Church Hunters. I think you're really going to love this place. They take relevance to a whole new level. This church identifies as interdenominational. This pastor speaks out of a brand new translation. It's the Tumblr Bible. Can you relate? I mean, how many of us... It's funny because it's true, right? We, we've all got, walked into a church and, and picked apart little things like that. And we've missed the point of why we come together as, as, as God's family. And so, so that, that's kind of what I'm getting at is I, I wonder if we have this barrier in our lives as followers of Jesus where, where we, we come to church for the wrong reasons. We miss the point of why we meet here on a Sunday morning. And I just want to call us to that. So, so let, me do, let me just go through a couple of things of why I believe the church exists, why I believe branches exist, why we, we, we are here on a Sunday morning. And the first is we, we exist to equip God's people. There's a scripture in Ephesians, I want to read it, it says this, it says, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Not grow the church, but build up the body of Christ. Here's here's how we do that here at Branches. Every week we use language to encourage you towards your walk with God. So, so we are very specific in, in how we, the, the stuff we communicate from, from stage through our worship and through the message. Every week, we as a church, it, we, our messages are designed to hand you a tool to put into your tool belt to go and employ in your life. And so, so we feel like, okay, we're, we're working to equip God's people. And so, so this is the first reason that we get together on a Sunday morning. We get together to worship God and to be equipped so when we walk out into the world and we enter into the radius of our life that we, that we are able to affect people, we are equipped to do God's work, to, to, to share the gospel with other people. And, and so that's the second reason why the church exists. It's to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. If we move on in the scripture, it says this. This is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the rich inheritance by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessing because they belong to Christ Jesus. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. We exist to spread God's good news. Go, Go to the next one. It says this. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Jesus came. We celebrated it three weeks ago, four weeks ago. He defeated death on the cross. And when he did that, he brought and ushered in and established God's kingdom here on earth. Now, with the the establishment of God's kingdom came the birth of the church. And we are a tool to be used for the benefit of God's kingdom. Ed Stetzer puts it this way. He says, the kingdom of God bursts the church in its wake. The church is the tool 
of the kingdom of God. So we are here to group together, to go out in this big vision to share God's love with the world and to, and to grow and to build and to show people that the kingdom of God has greater power and is established here. It's the reason why we stood up and prayed is because we believe that God's kingdom has greater power than what we're dealing with individually in our lives. And the church, which is branches right here, purpose is to equip God's people for kingdom work of spreading the news about Jesus Christ. I don't see that providing a good service is the vision or the reason for us to be, exist. I don't see that having great children's ministry or great, great worship or, or great coffee. Yeah, if you Google our church right now, we have two, um, two reviews. One of them is that we had really good coffee. So we met somebody's needs. But that becomes a barrier for us as growth as, a, as, a, as God's family. When we look at the coffee, instead of recognizing, no, it's about worshiping him, it's about being equipped, and it's about doing the work of the kingdom. Here's what it's about. First of all, here's what it's not about. It's not about me. And unfortunately, it's not about you. Why you come here should not be about you. It should be about you walking out the vision that God has given you of making disciples. Let me land this a little bit. Here's the thing. God's equipped us with a gift. Each one of us uniquely are equipped, and we have been given gifts. One, to serve within the body. Two, to serve outside the church. And to use our gifting to to bring glory and honor to our creator, to God. And if I'm going to be a person that lives out this vision statement of loving God, loving others, and making disciples... I need to understand this gifting that I have and I need to put it into play within the body of Christ. When, when, when I was on that football team, everybody played a different position, but it took everybody to play their position and to understand it in order to be a team that had victories. And I think we could just translate that very simply into, into where we're at today, that we all have a very unique gifting or we have a gifting and it takes all of us to play a part And to understand that for us as the body of Christ to move forward. And without that, we we end up having barriers for growing as a church, as individuals. One last scripture. I want to be scripture heavy today like the video. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you? Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Remember that. Everything we do is to bring glory to God. So just some practical tips. Here's the, here's the, the tool for you to, to look at this week, okay? First, there's a, a personal practical tip, is that you need to evaluate what your current vision is. What, what drives you? What, what do you wake up in the morning and, and you get excited about doing? Ask God for a clear vision for yourself. I think that's pretty simple. Ask God, God, is, is what I'm doing in my life line up with what you have called me to do? 
And I just wonder if, I'm going to hold this thought. Let's move on to as a church. Commit to the vision of branches, to love God, love others, and make disciples. With that, you may have to ask God, what does that mean for you individually? Because if you say, yep, I'm going to commit to it, you, you need to ask God, what does it mean, God, for me to love you with everything that, that, that is in me? And, and it may mean you making some adjustments in your schedule and scheduling some time to, to spend with God alone. It may mean some adjustments in some of the activities that you do. You get the point. Loving others. What does it mean for me, God, to love others the way I love myself? What does it mean, God, for me to make disciples? Recognize it's not about me. That being a part of this family, is, you're not sitting at the center. That might be hard for somebody to understand. We worship God and we serve. That's what being a part of branches is. Here, here's what I was going to say. Go ahead and stand with me. I made that assumption at the beginning that we all want to grow. We all want to get better. We all want to be healthier spiritually. And I, I think of that in a physical sense. If I want to be healthier physically, there's some things I need to do in my life to become healthier physically. First, I have to check myself of what I'm putting in my body and what foods I eat. Second, I have to discipline myself to get up and go to the gym or to, to have some daily exercise. And if I, if I say, boy, I want to be really healthy, but I don't choose to do those things, nothing's going to change. In fact, I'm probably going to get worse. And I think that that translates spiritually too. If, if you want to grow spiritually, you have to discipline yourself. You have to put some disciplines in your life. Those were the spiritual disciplines we talked about. And you might have to make some changes of what you're inputting in your life in order to give time to input the things of God. Here's what I, I was laying in bed last night and I, and I wondered this. If we probably would all say, yes, we want to grow, but when it comes down to it, we either lack the discipline to grow or we're afraid of what we think we might have to give up in order to grow towards the things that we know we need to grow in. Does that make sense? And so, and so I, I look at it and I say, for me, I lack the discipline to get up tomorrow morning and go to the gym because I want to sleep in on Mondays because that's my day off. But if I really want to strengthen my body, I need to get myself out of bed and go to the gym. If I lack the discipline in my, in my time with God, I need to, I need to find a way to, to, to have the discipline. And sometimes it's easier just to cash it in and say, oh, I'm just going to stay in bed. I just, I'll go next Monday. How many of you have started a diet on Mondays? Every Monday, right? Monday. And then Tuesday comes around and you blow it. Well, next Monday. And then that Tuesday comes around and you blow it. Next Monday. And so I just wonder if sometimes we don't step into this calling, this vision, because we lack discipline. And here's what I want to, if you lack discipline, and you could just be honest with yourself, like, yeah, I'm a slacker in this. Would you come up and, and just say that to one of the people praying? And they'll just pray that for strength and for discipline to enter into your life. If you're afraid 
And this might be another big one. If you're afraid to say, I know I want to go here, but what I have to do to get there, what I might have to give up, things I might have to change or, or the unknown, but you know, I want to go there. I want to grow in my life with God. I want to grow in my relationships with him and with others. But I just, I'm just a little bit scared. Would you come and get prayed for this morning and just, and just say, God, and hand, hand him that fear. And, and let's just start walking stuff out in the, in the vision that God's called us to. Okay, let's pray. Jesus, we, we know that you have um, you've given us a calling. Lord, and I, I believe that it's clear that we're to be loving you, we're love, to love others, and, and to make disciples. God, I believe that that is our, our individual personal calling. And that, that that blends with our day-to-day life, with our work, with our, our families, with our playtime. God, I, I, that's the same calling you've given us as a church. And so as a team, we, we, we need to step into these to these areas to, to win, to, to hit that goal that you've, you've put before us. And so, God, I, I pray that as individuals, we would be evaluating our lives. God, we'd allow you to speak to us and, and correct us and direct us. Lord, I pray for the person that's just afraid, that you would give them even courage to say, I'm, I'm going to at least receive some prayer for this. God, I pray for the undisciplined that um, they'd find accountability, find people that they can, that can speak into them and hold them accountable for the things that they know they want to do in their lives. And Lord, like, like the scripture we read, it's for your glory. It's to bring you honor. It's for your kingdom. So we commit these things to you. Amen. So, so these people are up here praying. We're going to finish with, with a, um, a song of worship. And during that time, if you want to come up and receive prayer, just, just come on up. You can come up now. You can wait. Um, the band will, will lead us in a, in a song in just a few moments. If you need prayer for anything else, a lot of you stood up because life's punching you right now. And maybe you need to press into that a little bit more.